Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is nondescript. Belonging or appearing to belong to no particular class or kind, not easily described, lacking distinctive or interesting qualities, dull or drab. How's that for an inspirational word? I actually was able to get something out of it, but it's just, it cracks me up because it's just like the lack of anything interesting. So here's, here's what I got. Initial thoughts. Blending in with society to avoid confrontation. Don't do anything jarring or, outland- or outlandish, and you won't become a target for anything. So I thought of it was, that's kind of, it can be, you know, in a game or whatever, but it's also a play style. In a conflict-driven, you know, competitive game, if you plant your seeds quietly uh, in the beginning and players don't really notice you uh, doing any big grand moves or anything like that, if you're just quiet and subtle and laying low, you can you can bring it all out in the end and and probably catch people off guard and it's it's too late at that point. So I thought of it as a play style, um, which is which is an interesting take. It's a little different than mechanics and themes, uh, and it's it's kind of my play style. I think I like to like to you know quietly set up what I'm working on and and not boast too much because then you just you simply become a target. Depends if I'm playing with my brother and brother-in-law, then I'll I'll boast the whole time. But it's it's just a whole different type of gameplay and game night and all that so for mechanics uh i wrote that a one versus many hidden movement game um where it's based on a character description witnesses are catching small aspects of a character in question here and there you know an eye color a hair color things like that and then they're piecing it together over the course of the game trying to find uh, that single person. And I thought maybe not a hidden movement as so much just like a hidden character, almost finding them in a crowd. Something like a much more complex version of, of Guess Who, where you're you're narrowing down people as you, as you gain information. But I think researching witness accounts, going in, deeper into de- details with those witnesses, their personal information to determine what they saw, maybe what their viewpoint was, and, and really like getting down to the detective work with something like that, how well their eyesight or their memory is, like figuring out deep into the the actual character of the person that you're interviewing. Um, then looking at the candidates and their movements, their actions. I don't know. That's that's kind of as far as I got with that. I just wrote not sure after the end of that. Um, for themes, I wrote, this is very meta, but stepping outside of the role-playing world and having a game where a theme is that players are stuck in a terrible D&D-style fantasy role-playing game, but the DM made up everything. So he made up, he or she, made up all of these uh, uninteresting classes and races and and just setting and everything, and the first player to basically escape the house and get out of the campaign wins. I know that's really silly, but... If there's a, a race-style game that or, or something that breaks at, at victory points, uh, it could be an interesting setting, and then you could get deep into all of it with these nondescript characters and races and classes. Um, 
and I think it could it could make for an interesting setting. I don't know. It's one of those settings that's very specific, which is hard. It's a little harder sell. It either it's very generic and can do really well, or it's just so generic that it does really poorly. But it also can be very non-generic and do really well, or just be that weird that it that it's uh that it gets uh just just no response whatsoever. That's the product development side of me talking and not the design side, but I do like to take a product development approach to my designs for just um, not so much in the very beginning, but as they start forming just to make sure it's worthwhile in, in, in diving really deep because sometimes it's just so offbeat that it's hard to catch anybody. But I don't know that that's terrible. I don't know that a dull role-playing game and trying to escape is, is the worst theme that I've heard today (laughs) so i get into my final thoughts and i said i think there's something interesting in blending in in a card game playing cards that match other players and trying to be the closest to the majority which is sort of like the roots of like a trick-taking game or i'm not really big on trick-taking games so it could that simply could be the essence of a trick-taking game but i was trying to think of something that was very social something that had those roots and then escalates thematically and socially if you're really trying to read and sway other players through discussion, conversation, and actions. Um, something that's semi-cooperative is, semi-cooperative is really hard to design. It's almost like cooperative but with a trader, but something where players want to blend in but want another player to not blend in. So it's not... That, that there's a traitor. It's just that you don't want everybody doing the same thing. So you want to try to sway other people Why not swaying everybody too much, which is, it's all tricky design space because it's all based on player actions, which are hard to gauge and every group's different. But I wrote, if everybody's the same, nobody gets points. If there's a majority, the majority gets the points. And I know I've seen some things where it's the opposite of that. The minority gets the points, but I want to try to spin that where you want to play the same and then convince somebody to play otherwise. So I don't know how to get to that, and I don't know where that fits into a game, and maybe that's even part of the uh, trying to escape the role-playing game, where we're all kind of trying to do the same thing, but if we all try to escape at the same time, it's going to be too obvious, and the the whole concept of everything is being nondescript. So we don't want this... uh, this dm to catch on to it and then lock the doors and lock us in so you know a couple of us at a time and leave that one person there for them to focus on and while we all kind of make an advancement towards the door but if we're all moving together at some point you need to break apart so you got to change your targets every turn i don't know just a couple thoughts on nondescript which i thought was going to be a hard word and wasn't super difficult it's Friday. Uh, we have the, uh, the, the, the weekend with uh, John Dubois, so make sure you listen to our, our weekend episodes. And uh, I'm heading out to Granite Game Summit for the weekend, so I'm going to do some recording up there, um, show off some games, meet some friends, eat some New England food, and head back home. So thanks. Thanks for joining us for another week, and uh, we'll see you around.